0: This is the National Medicine Symposium from the Canberra National Convention Centre. Keynote speaker for Symposium 2018 for the NMS, uh, Keith McNeil is the Assistant Deputy Director-General and Chief Clinical Information Officer at Queensland Health. And uh, he joins us. Because he had a wonderful presentation this morning and was enjoyed by a lot of people. Morning tea, a lot of talk about Keith McNeil. Welcome. Oh, thanks very much, Ian. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, Look forward to it. So, what do you take away from something like this? Well, the the,
1: the agenda seems to me that you know here we are talking about uh, about medicines, and of course that's right at the heart of patient safety, which is right at the heart of what we're doing with the whole digital transformation. So it's really good to see the whole different or different parts of the system coming together as a as a a whole whole, an aligned agenda
0: right across a whole different parts of of what is a very complex landscape. They've recently returned from the UK the national health system there can we learn anything from there or can they learn plenty from what's happening here in Australia? Well in this day and age it's both ways Uh, what, what the NHS has
1: done over the last 70 years, it's 70 years old this year They've set the boundary for what is called an efficient productive health system running it now just under nine percent of GDP and holding it there despite all the, the difficulties that they run into and they still provide very good care we in Australia um, a bit more expensive than that around ten percent but do things uh, some things here at, at a world class level so there's there's shared learnings across both systems and and i and i've been I've been really privileged to have worked in Australia at many levels and to be able to take some of those learnings to the NHS. And now I'm coming back and I'm able to bring some of the learnings from the NHS, both good and bad, how to do some things and how not to do some things. A symposium like this, what are the benefits of this? Well, what this does is it brings together people from different areas uh, of, of the country, so different geographies, all with different challenges, different health systems and different specialty backgrounds. It brings together consumers with providers, with industry, and you get a really rich mix of conversation going on that moves conversations around, challenges conversations, challenges uh, established paradigms and gets people to think differently and, and gives gives people ideas to take back and implement or to think about their systems in
0: particular. What were the questions you were getting from your uh, keynote address this morning?
1: La- largely around, around. I think everybody understands what the power and the importance of information is, but how do we actually generate that? You know, At the moment, we've got lots of ways of collecting it. Can we just use those old ways and do it a bit differently, or do we have to jump a whole chasm and, and change the paradigm about what we do embracing the whole digital technology thing? Uh, How do you you actually engage people on the front line who are actually charged with delivering care? They've got the accountability and responsibility on a day-to-day basis. How do you engage them in designing the system so that it works for them, not just works for the technology geeks or, or the politicians or the bureaucrats, but actually works for people who are actually having to provide
0: care? And I think those conversations are live and going on right now, certainly are in Queensland. How important is it then to have somebody who's been a practitioner to go into the administration side as you have done. Well I think it's important like every, I mean, everything in nature is a balance so
1: uh, we, as a practitioner, as a, as a clinician by background you bring a certain perspective and, and what I've always been able to do is is ground the conversation in the reality of delivering care and how difficult it is for individual patient care within a big system. As you step up, as I've stepped up from being a full-time uh, doctor to becoming a, a CEO at a hospital for instance, you take on a different perspective and you have to figure out how you make the, the system work for people on the the ground, but also how the people on the ground have to do the same thing and make the system work, because nobody can work in isolation these days. And then as you step up into a national role, which I did in the NHS, you realise that it's a much bigger landscape and a much more complex jigsaw to try and put together. So bringing that thread, if you like, of always being able to ground the conversation to say, well, is actually what we are doing tangibly adding to the ability of people to provide really high quality patient care? And if it's not,
0: why the hell are we doing it? So I can I can do that. At the end of the day, are we better off in terms of as a, as a patient? Uh, oh,
1: absolutely. So I, I showed a graph uh, sh- saying uh, showing life expectancy in the NHS, but the same is true in Australia. Seventy years ago, if you're a male in the in, in England, your life expectancy was just over sixty-three years on average. Now it's over 83, um, and that's the same here in Australia. So there's been a tremendous amount that we've done in health, and I've stressed to say in health care, because this is about vaccinations, it's about public health, it's about nutrition, it's about education, etc. Um, we've also, of course, added to that where we're starting to now thinking about we can cure some cancers, we can do things now in my clinical lifetime, transplants in my specialty, where when I first started, you know, if you live five years after a lung transplant, you were doing really well, whereas now our expectation, full expectation is that if you have a lung transplant, you'll live five years, That's and that's improvements over time. And that's that's replicated across just about every domain that I can think of. It's, it's much... It's much safer to be a patient now. Your outcomes are much better. We've got to work on the experience side of things and we've got to work on the sustainability of the system so we can keep doing that into the 21st century. Is that one of the major challenges you see? Uh, it is the major challenge. So the expectation, quite rightly, is that we will continue to get better. We will use technology, we will use medical advances, and we will take research and, and embed that into clinical practice so we get better outcomes, so we can cure cancers which we're starting to be able to do at one end, but we need to do that right, right across the board. We need to un- unleash the power of genomics, uh, and and we and we are doing that bit by bit by bit. Um, we can only do that working as a system and bringing together all the information to bear around that. That's
0: the opportunity. I was reading somewhere recently that, um, and you say the life expectancy has, uh, has gone out, and we're better for that. Are we living longer or are we dying longer? Well... That's a a really interesting question.
1: So one of the extant problems, of course, is that end-of-life care and how do we do that better? How do we give people more opportunity to be involved in that in the decision-making process? In fact, I'm looking at a poster just over there that says, Euthanasia, the Great Debate, where does that all play out? Um, So how do we have those conversations? Because... Healthcare, for from time immemorial has always been um, most expensive in the last two years of anybody's life. It doesn't matter at what age that is. What we want to make people do is not only live longer but live better for that l- length of time. And, and we can do that by, I think, by engaging
0: people better in their, in their health journey from right, right along their life. Let's uh, focus on Queensland. Um, we are podcasting, though, everywhere. But what challenges do you see that you can address in Queensland Health? I think, like
1: everywhere, the challenges are, how, first of all, how do we make a resource, a specific resource that's available through taxpayers, how do we make that work for the whole population and for each individual? So that's 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 common to any, any health jurisdiction. In Queensland, of course, the... the geographical uh, distribution of the population is a particular challenge so how do we ensure access to health care services for people who live in remote rural and remote areas what do we do for that population how do we really in in a tangible way start to address the the inequality and in outcomes for the indigenous population versus the non-indigenous population now that's not peculiar to Queensland but they certainly are major problems for Queensland as a jurisdiction because of its geography because of its population and like everything it is about that sustainability and how we push that forward in the future.
0: Are the wheels turning?
1: The wheels are turning. Wheels are turning. In fact, it's not like, but it's not a hamster wheel. It's, it's, a, it's a wheel that's actually moving the whole juggernaut
0: forward, yes. Will that continue to roll on regardless? Oh, oh, it will. It will. With a man like you at the helm and a great team, thank you very much for joining us and bringing your expertise and your knowledge and your wit and wisdom to Symposium 2018. Oh, it's been a very great pleasure. Thank you.